Welcome to the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're online too. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our Easter episode, guys. Yay! Happy Easter, y'all. Happy Easter. How is everyone doing today? How's everyone's day been? Pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my so day was pretty good. It's Holy Week, y'all. Yes, we're getting ready for Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. So as you guys can tell, we started off this episode with a different theme song. So in honor of Easter, we played the song called Easter by Travis Green and Todd Dulaney. Check it out. So um in this episode, since it's Easter, we're going to talk about Easter. That's the gist of it, right? So um Bible scholar John. You want to give us a little bit of the backstory on Easter? Like, go ahead, talk about it. I mean, you want the you want the uh, Easter Easter. That's a well. First of all, Easter was not the first name of this holiday. Um, obviously, you know, modern day Christians we call it Resurrection Sunday most times. Um, but Easter was actually um an extension of the Jewish celebration of Passover. Because before there was a Jesus, there were the Jews who celebrated Passover at this time of year, um, which was the, um, sorry, what's the word? It was the acknowledgement of the fact that God's angel of death passed over the children of Israel in Egypt during the time of the plagues. So the Jews at this time celebrate Passover while we're celebrating Easter. So there's a lot of holidays going on right now. It's not just for us. This is not just our time of year. But we kind of took that whole thing on because, of course, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for us in a couple days and rose from the dead. In three in days. Three- on day three. Are y'all singing three different songs? Two different songs? Possibly. I wasn't singing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so you mentioned something about celebrating different holidays. So how do we see other religions celebrating? You said the Jews celebrate Passover. What other, what other, uh, how do you see other religions celebrated? Um, well, we can talk about the fact that, um, not all Christians even celebrate Easter the same way. Um, so most of us, you know, we celebrate Easter with, you know, Easter egg hunts and all of that type stuff, which we can talk about the Easter egg later, but, um, Easter is mostly celebrated with, um, like, you know, everybody comes in there in their extra Sunday best. I, I know that's what I know. Everybody comes in there. In their new outfit ready. Suited and booted. They got, like, 
it's the it's the hottest outfit of the of the year on this Sunday. Um but honestly, I that that in itself, now that you mention that is like a whole thing because you know, like especially as a kid, I feel like it was a lot more different as a kid because that's what? when you got your hair straightened. That's when you had the nice, like floral, poofy dress. You had them little um the floor, what, the you know, socks. socks. Yes, the socks with the brand new white shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was every Easter outfit for every girl. Like, I don't know what it is about Easter, but not your birthday, not Christmas, not nothing. But when it comes to Easter, like, there's a whole... Yeah. Monday's best. You suited and booted from head to toe. For real. Especially as a kid. That is hilarious. Oh, where did that come from? Like, why Easter? We we get dressed like that. We have to get dressed like that. What's up, like? I'm not sure why we took that on. But that time of year in human history is a time of renewal. So, like, this time of year is, like, a a lot of festivals of fertility and renewal and cleansing happen around this time of year. So, I think we kind of, like, took on some of that stuff. And that's why it's the new outfits. It's the the white socks and that type of stuff because people as much as people change people stay the same you know so even even if we believe different things we still take on certain customs that have endured throughout the generations so like as far as celebrations go like what what is it that's like so I, I think about sometimes like you have like apostolic and you have like Baptist and then you have like your denomination, AME Zion. Like what what are kind of like the different aspects of like Easter celebrations that they do, I guess, like specifically in churches? So for me, I as you said, I came from AME Zion. Um, we usually kick off Easter celebration with Palm Sunday. So mm-hmm. the Sunday before Easter, we would get palms. We would wave the palms in church, whatever we would, you know, learn the significance of Palm Sunday. You know, we have like a regular church service, but and then we will also go into Lenten season, which is it um usually starts the first and second day in March and it ends the Saturday before Easter Sunday. So Lenten season is basically you um giving up something for the entire Lenten season. For us, what we did at our church, we would do the Daniel fast, which is basically you don't eat or drink anything but water for the entire Lenten season. But of course, if you like you have a medical condition where you have to eat with medications or you have to eat or drink stuff, period. Um, that's an exception, but you would have to at least find something to give up during that Lenten season. Like uh, you want to give up sodas or cold drinks for the Lenten season or you want to give up eating sweets or give up social media, just finding something to substitute the dengue fast to give up during Lenten season. And we would also give, we would also like get like daily scriptures and devotionals to like reflect on every day and have like a time of prayer and stuff like that. So, and then when Easter Sunday come, uh, it was always like this big event thing. It was mainly for the kids. Um, The kids, it would be like basically like a youth Sunday. The kids would sing, the youth choir would sing. Um, there would probably be a dance or um, 
we would do like Easter poems, like if from the youngest to the oldest, we would pick out Easter poems, maybe like two Sundays before Easter, we would memorize them. And like during the Easter program, we would have like a group of kids come up at each segment of the program to say an Easter speech. And then afterwards, they would release us into the wild and we go hunt for Easter eggs. Not release you. Because <laughs> that's basically what it was. Like once the kids ran out the door, it, that, it, that was it. Like that's a new meaning the of the church <laughs> doors are now or the church doors are now open. Right. We used to line up at the doors and the pastor would count down from five <laughs> all the way to one. Wow. After that, doors open, all you hear screaming kids running, just going everywhere. Just <laughs> candy to go to the end of the- <laughs> Not in the brand new church outfit. <laughs> it's exactly what we did. We did not. We did not leave the same way we came. Well, look, that's what you <laughs> leading to that point. But that's basically how we celebrated. But apparently, that people don't celebrate the way we celebrated because y'all don't do Easter poems. Mm-mm. So for us, like Easter, Easter was a big thing. But I remember, I definitely remember the Palm Sunday thing. Like we would have the palms. Um, so I actually remember like there was one year that we actually had like palm tree leaves mm-hmm. that we used. And I really thought that that's what it was until like, I think recently we had like the actual, palm. like the, like there's the green palm leaves and then there's the other thing, like the mm-hmm the one that people tie and put in their car. And I never understood the difference. I was like, well, what heck? We couldn't afford the palm leaves. <laughs> like, Wait, just, it's a difference? I don't know. Like, Because we used to get out and tape ours on top of the door after Palm Sunday. Yeah. I don't know if there was a significance or if that was just something we did because it was traditional, but... Isn't that like, I don't know, I might be wrong, but isn't that like in relation to the whole Passover situation? That's what I thought, but. Yeah, but I'm talking about like palm leaves. Like, you know, when you go in Miami, you see palm Mm -hmm. trees and them green palm leaves. Mm -hmm. We had those one year. And then like a couple years after we had like the the tannish looking things that weren't quite leaves, but they were like, they were like stem, not stems, but like, you know, like tall. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we had those. And colored. Yeah, I never understood the difference. So I was just thinking like we couldn't afford the palm leaves that year because I was like, these are like significantly smaller. But after a while, like, I realized that was kind of what people did. What were you saying, John? I said, I ain't gonna hold you. I have no idea. So don't ask me. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if somebody knows, please let us know because I, I don't know what, I guess, I don't know if like, um, you know, traditionally back when it happened, those are what they actually use, like the tan colored ones. I don't know, but we had both. I remember we did that for Palm Sunday, Easter. I definitely remember like dressing up and stuff. Um, what else? I mean, we would have like an Easter message, we would talk about Resurrection Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, did we do um Lord's Supper on those days? Um, that's a good question. I know we our church always used to do it the first Sunday of every month. So yeah, but I, I, I just I can't remember if we ever did it like specifically on Easter. I think if if anything, I think we did it on Palm Sunday a couple times. Gotcha. I, I don't remember if we did it on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Um, but we've been throwing out a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, day titles. You know, and for the, for people who may not necessarily 
know what's going on, let's give a little background. So Palm Sunday, for people who don't know, is the Sunday before Easter, and it's to it commemorates Jesus Christ entering into Jerusalem and everybody celebrating. You know, oh, we know Jesus is the Christ, Hosanna in the highest, all that good stuff. If you read your Bible, check out the story. It's in all the Gospels. You can read it. Um, but it's it's so it's the Sunday Question. before. Yes. You mentioned the Gospels. What are the Gospels? Let the people know. They might yeah, not know. Mark, Luke, and John, for those of you who don't know. Which New Testament, folks. <laughs> the first four books of the New Testament. But, yeah, so Palm Sunday is that day it's the it's the it's and it marks the first day of holy week for all of y'all who know what that is it's the the week of easter so it's like it's the it's that last couple days before jesus was like all right time to go so that's palm sunday brandy mentioned lent earlier which is the 40 days before easter so it starts uh for a lot of people who celebrate Ash Wednesday, um, and for us down here in Louisiana, you know, we have Mardi Gras, which is the last day before Lent. Um, so oh, wait, so Mardi Gras is like a religious thing? Yes, kind of. So it's like Catholic, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so it's it's not necessarily just Catholic. It's a lot of Christian. It's just mostly like mostly catholics and like the offshoots of catholics really celebrated the way i guess the holy way more What's or less the holy way i mean because because you know um let me look this up let me uh let me give you some little um it, it, it's i know it's um it's observance it commemorates the uh 40 days that jesus spent fasting in the desert okay um and it also is that what you know, called Fat Tuesday? That's when they ate. No, so it's called Fat Tuesday because well, Mardi Gras is French for Fat Tuesday. It's called yeah. Trove Tuesday. Oh. Um, so basically it's it's because we know that we're gonna fast for the next 40 days. It's like everybody just like, okay, I'm gonna eat, eat whatever I'm gonna eat. Oh. And, so, and so it turned into Mardi Gras because People were indulging in everything yep. before they fast for the 40 days. Um, and I also have to mention, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is also okay. like when um, this is the beginning of Jesus, begin, the beginning of his um, public ministry, and also when he endured temptation by Satan during really? the 40 days. Hmm? I mean, okay. that's what I was taught. <laughs> interesting okay um, yeah so we have passover we have easter we have mardi gras we have lent like this seems like very like festive season yeah. pretty much so like we went from there's like the religious aspect of easter and then the secular Let's talk about the Easter Bunny. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> to be okay. honest, that, that's um, pagan. That's yes, man-made. That is right, that but is like, they got nothing to do with Jesus and the resurrection. I agree, but at what point did that come in? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, where that did we go from 
you know, celebrating Christ. I mean, people still do celebrate Christ, but it's kind of like the same thing with Christmas, how they brought Mm -hmm. in Santa. Like, where did that whole concept of like the Easter bunny come from? Okay, so. Why the Easter bunny? You need a minute? I do need a minute. <laughs> okay. So while he's looking it up, um, we talked about how we I celebrated Easter. Easter. Easter bunny. We talked about how we uh how we how what Easter was like for us growing up, how we celebrated. What was your favorite part? My favorite part of Easter was, you know, getting the cute clothes, you know, getting dolled up for Easter, you know, my little dress, my little socks, and my little shoes. Also, dying eggs was my favorite part. So we never participated in any of the Easter related things. Like I didn't even know kids get like gifts, Easter basket. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah. Until like college. Um, Like literally the first time I died an Easter egg was my senior year of college. Never did it. Didn't know how it worked. Like we just didn't do it. Like even like when they had like the Easter things at school, like my, Parents was like, don't even take the stuff. Like, we was just no. Nah, real, real talk. This is this this Easter is the first Easter egg thing I'm doing. Oh wow! I've yeah, Easter egg, egg hunt was my favorite part. Also, Mama, I know you listening. If I don't get an Easter basket this Easter, we gonna uh-huh. have a problem. <laughs> yeah, like that. That in itself, like Easter basket was an Easter. Basket. Only thing I remember us doing is like we ate. And honestly, we looked for any excuse to have like feast in our church because we was we were always cooking. It didn't matter yeah, Easter, what the holiday Easter was. Was a feast day. Easter it definitely was, was a feast, feast day. day. So that was our way of celebrating it, along with like the brand new outfits and straightening your hair and like being all cute and stuff like that. Like definitely, that was a thing. We definitely had new outfits every Easter. Um, yeah, like deck to the nines, had the palms, made sure you had your Easter offering, all of that stuff. But as far as like the Easter egg hunt, like I, I would do cute things for the kids because I was like the Sunday school teacher. So like they were my, that was my babies. So I would do cute things with them, but there was no Easter egg hunts or all of that stuff. Like that just wasn't a thing. Yes, sir, John. Yeah, so... Easter Bunny. This is actually really hilarious. Okay. Um, I'm ready so, <laughs> in ancient times, it was believed that bunnies were both genders. What? Huh. Yeah. So the the um, so that idea that a bunny could reproduce without having sex led to an association with the Virgin Mary. And so that's how the Easter bunny oh, no. is attached to Easter. The reach. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the no. Reach. It was a big reach. But wait a second. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But bunnies don't lay eggs. We know that. We know that. So, so, the eggs, so, the eggs are, so the eggs have nothing to do with the bunny. They are two totally different things. They're none related. Like that's that 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 don't make a tap a bit of sense to me at all. How Easter Bunny and Easter eggs equate, and how the Easter Bunny equates to the Virgin Mary. Jesus fix it. So we go two we go plus two not equaling four. Girl, so, it's equaling like seventy two at this point. Like <laughs> so the eggs, since we're on the topic, the eggs are a totally different thing. So 
the reason why eggs are a part of Easter, because like I was saying earlier, um, Easter, or at least this time of year in other cultures and in ancient cultures before Christianity was a faith, Easter or this time of year is a time of fertility and rebirth and renewal. Mm. So eggs, obviously being, you know, the sign of a baby, you know, and then eggs became a symbol associated with rebirth for Christians. Uh, That's why the eggs are stuffed. Because of a phoenix egg. (laughs) So where does the golden egg come in at? Because you know, I'd be stuffing that with money. Sometimes. I don't know about I don't know about that part, but apparently, specifically for Christians, um, especially with the Eastern Orthodox Church, all their Easter eggs are dyed red to symbolize, you know, the sacrifice that Christ made on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, also, some use green in honor of because this is you know the beginning of spring. Uh, at least when it's celebrated in March. Um, so to celebrate, obviously, new f- growth and all of that stuff. Mm, that's interesting. Which also leads me into why Easter is celebrated sometimes in March and sometimes in April. So it was a... Um, people didn't know when to celebrate Easter. Like, obviously, we we know Jesus died on... Oh, well, for those of us who believe, we know Jesus died on the cross for us and all that good stuff, raised from dead in three days, mm-hmm. all that nice, good stuff. But nobody really knew when to celebrate it. So they had to come together and decide when we're going to celebrate this holiday. And so the uh, the Council of Nicaea, which for some people are aware that there was also one of the councils that determined what books were going to be in the Bible. And we could talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. Um, two rules for um, Easter, separation from the Hebrew calendar and worldwide uniformity. So what ended up happening is that Easter was to be celebrated the first full moon after uh, the, the closest full moon to the 21st of March, either before the closest full moon to the 21st of March or after the 21st of March. So that's why Easter is celebrated sometimes in March and sometimes in April. Okay, so that leads me to this. Easter versus Resurrection Sunday. Because some people don't like, like the pastor that we had, well, they have in my old church currently. Before her, they used to call it Easter. But when she came, she, I don't, don't kill me for this. Or, but I actually don't remember how she explained why we're not supposed to call it Easter, but Resurrection Sunday. But she actually made us stop calling it Easter and start referring to it as Resurrection Sunday. So what is the difference between Easter and Resurrection Sunday? Um, It depends on what you consider the word Easter to come from. Because some people claim that the word Easter comes from an old Egyptian goddess called Ishtar, which is a whole other conversation. But what is agreed upon, at least among Christian scholars, is that the word Easter is derived from a Latin word, Pasha, which is taken from the Hebrew word meaning Passover, obviously relating back to 
the fact that Passover is what was celebrated before Jesus came on the scene. Mm -hmm. So Easter just comes, it's just a long, along the line translation of Passover. Okay. okay. So explain Resurrection Sunday, you know. explain the see, Resurrection Sunday makes it easier because we know Jesus came back from the dead. So Resurrection, and it's a Sunday. <laughs> um, so like that whole um, Good Friday, because mm -hmm. we talked about a lot of holidays, but we forgot to mention Good Friday. Mm -hmm. And I'm off this Friday. Huh? And I'm off this Friday. Look at look at God. Anyway. Oh, actually, no, I'm not off this Friday. I'm not off either. I actually forgot. I didn't forget, but I forgot. Um, but Good Friday, where does um like what's the celebration behind that? Because like I hear different things about like, you know, Good Friday, you should only eat fish, that kind of thing. Like, what's what's Good Friday surrounded by? So Good Friday. Obviously, we know Good Friday is the the day we celebrate, or I mean, we recognize, not celebrate, the crucifixion of Christ. So that's the day we we commemorate Jesus dying on the cross. Mm -hmm. um, as far as celebrations, um, oh, there's a lot of different celebrations for uh, Good Friday. Some only eat bread and water on Good that Friday. Makes sense. Um, let's see what else. Um, in some places, it's a federal holiday. Mm -hmm. I know uh, there's like cultural aspects to it too. Like yeah. I, think I remember um, Dad talking about things that he would do back home. Um, I can't remember like specifically, but like there were certain things that he would do with his family. And if you didn't know, our parents are Caribbean. So like there's like a Caribbean aspect to like how they celebrate Good Friday too. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we got the eating fish from. Yeah, maybe. Oh, and everybody eats hot cross buns. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. That was never that recorder song. You never played that recorder song in, in elementary school? Hot cross buns is the same song as Three Blind Mice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We never, I played that song. That's how I first heard of Pop Crust, but you played that song on the recorder in elementary school. Never heard of it. I know in school we used to eat fish on, on Good Friday. Mm, okay. And that's just, you know, relating back to the I will make you fishers of men. So, okay. Instead of meat, because, you know. It makes yeah. sense. Okay. Okay. So. John, also, you didn't talk about your favorite part of Easter. Um, I didn't say mine was the food. You did now. Did you? We 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 grew up. We grew up eating food. A lot of good food <laughs> on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday was the everybody get together at one house and we all chow down. So that was my favorite part of Easter growing up. Um, obviously the service was nice because you know it was. And Easter Sunday, I feel like Easter Sunday was always like a nice day. It was. I feel like Easter Sunday's never been a not nice day out. That's not jinxing. Man. And I think and that was really, that was a really enjoyable part of Easter is just having good weather. Yeah, it, for some reason it was always a nice sunny day. 
It was nice weather. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. Right. You know, yeah. So what That's else is there problem. about Easter or Resurrection Sunday? It makes sense considering, you know, on the in the story, the sun rose early on Easter Sunday and they went to the to the tomb and Jesus wasn't there. So I just had to get that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I just had to get that out, y'all. <laughs> that that was an organ moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I, I felt the hoop. I just had to get it out. <laughs> so I heard a lot. So basically, if you're not celebrating, you need to celebrate. There's a celebration for everybody. We got Passover. We got Lent. We got Good Friday. We got Easter. We got um, Did I miss anything? Mardi Gras. Uh, all the holidays. There's something to celebrate. There's some part of Easter that you can take part of. Remember, at the end of the end of the day, we are honoring Jesus. We are honoring the fact that He died for our sins. He rose in three days, and that in itself is a beautiful, beautiful uh, story moment to celebrate and to think about. Especially like what Jesus went through. I remember last year. Um, we did an Easter play at church, um, which, you know, we kind of told the story of after Jesus had been crucified, right? I honestly don't even remember. I think that was the time frame of the play, right, John? You was in it. Yeah, the play yes. we went from, we went from, no, the play was we did the crucifixion to his ascension. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Right. So that in itself kind of told like a, a little snippet of how like the whole thing went. And that in itself was really powerful. If you really listen to the story and like you got the perspective of the disciples and not necessarily just talking about, you know, what happened to Jesus, but just their reactions and their concerns. And, you know, I, for some reason, I always remember the line, like, what are we sitting around for in the locker room? Like, um, because that was the times that they were dealing with. And um, they were scared. Yeah, I know. And it's just like, that's just what I was thinking about. But yeah, that whole um, story of, you know, what Jesus experienced and how hard it was, what he had to go through. Like, you know, they have so many movies about it. Passion of the Christ is a very popular one. Um, but I just knowing, yeah, I, I haven't seen it personally. And that's only the greatest because. story ever told. I've seen that one. That was something that, you know, that's another tradition that we didn't talk about. I always used to watch Great Story Ever Told with Dad on Easter. I don't oh, know. Yeah. The, all the movies, all the movies, the, all the Christian movies. Old movies. All that the was old the Christian movie. movies come on. Yeah. Season. So if you haven't seen them, The Ten Commandments going to be on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Passion of the that Christ going to be on. Mm -hmm. Great Story Ever Told going to be on. Yeah. The, the whatever movies they got of the different gospels going to be on. All of them. Speaking yeah. of Passion of the Christ, I don't say you said you haven't seen it, Joe, but can you imagine all what Jesus went through? Like they beat him to a pulp, like sticks with stones. Well, I'm sticks with the stones, Jesus. Sticks with thorns beating into his skin, ripping yeah. like chunks of skin off. Like, can you imagine mm. what he had to endure just for us? And we ain't grateful for that. 
Mm. But anyway, don't be putting us in our feelings now. (laughs) You should be in your feelings. (laughs) You're right. You're right. So again, if you haven't seen the movie, that's that's the that's the craziest part. Like he chose to do that. Yeah. Because he felt like we he felt like we deserved it. He felt like we deserved it. That's 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 something that's beautiful. Like could you imagine like when they say taking one for the team? Yeah. Like, one for the whole for team. Mankind. The whole team. And we still everyone out here acting was, crazy. Everyone who lived was living then and would live after. Mm. He was like, I'm doing this for y'all. Yeah, he's, he gave us a chance at eternal life. He Real gave time. all of our sins. But all right, y'all. We wrapping up. And then to, to say he did that at like the man was 33. Like oh yeah, he was young, young, young. But yeah, man. I guess we can we can we can call it a call it a day. Because we'll be on this topic for a long time. We could we could talk Easter for a while because it's a it's a whole there's a whole lot of traditions, a whole lot of whole the lot crucifixion of... itself is a is a story. Yes. Cause so that right there. But all right, y'all. You know, you know, we can go ahead and wrap it up because it is time. It's time for the hotline. Ooh, ooh. That's my favorite part of the show every time. <laughs> um, but today's hotline. <laughs> today's hotline is going to be a little different because we did promise the people. We promised the people that we were going to talk about our come to Jesus story. Time out. Time out. You promised the people. I spoke for the team. <laughs> Listen, I ain't trying to be emotional tonight. It's okay. It was my turn last time. Might be somebody else's turn. I'm passing the baton. Now, we want to talk about our come to Jesus story. Everybody pick a number so we can see who goes. One. One. Two. Three. The number is two. Let's go, Mr. McKenzie. Minister McKenzie. Hey, hey. And when you're done, just pick somebody to go next. Why should you throw that word at? Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing. Um, come to Jesus moment. Um, see, that's a harder question than it sounds because I feel like I didn't really have a come to Jesus moment. I had a come to Jesus timeline. Um. I don't know, and I talked about it a little bit, or I mentioned it once at a at a church service. What was it? Was it last month that I that I did the the opening prayer? It was last month, the, the fourth Sunday last month. Um, because uh, uh, one of one of the teens at our church, you know, gave a testimony about her her story. And it really touched me because um, 
I've had my own battles with mental health, uh, specifically depression. And I've been in some really, really dark places. And I wouldn't say it's a come to Jesus moment, but I would say that there was nobody I could depend on but him. Because there was a time when I felt like, and there are still times where I feel like I'm just not good enough or I'm not enough, period. You know? And there was a time a few years ago when I was really, really low. I never actually made any steps in that direction, you know, but the thoughts were there. The thoughts still come around from time to time, but it was, it was actually a conversation with my mom that really brought things around for me. And for those of you out there, be grateful for your mothers. <laughs> um, like for those of us who are blessed to have uh, mothers in our lives still, really, really, really give thanks for your mothers because they go through a lot behind the scenes that you never know about, that you might not ever know about, mm-hmm. but if you have the privilege to have a conversation with your mom, a real honest conversation with your mom, cherish that because God knows when you are feeling alone, a lot of times your mama is the one who's going to be there for you. Your mama is the one who's going to be like, Hey, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're experiencing. So don't think that you're ever alone. And I think that is for me a a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, God created us with people around. You know, He didn't make us by ourselves. And I think there are times. Now, I, I wouldn't say I think I know there are times when people feel like they're alone in situations. Yeah. So I think for me, the, 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 the moral of the story is even when you feel alone, you're not alone. You know, somebody somewhere, maybe even right next to you is dealing with the same things you're dealing with. And that brings me to, um, to say, and I know I was reluctant to share, but share your testimonies, y'all. Please, if you if you have the opportunity to tell somebody what God has done for you, <laughs> tell somebody what God has done for you, because you never know. Somebody might be dealing with something in the moment that is like, I don't know if I can get out, and God helped you to get out of something. And that could be the moment for them to be like, if God helped you, 
then he can help me too. Right. So share your testimonies, please. I'm I'm gonna pass the buck to Brandy because <laughs> Yeah. Um, like John said, I wouldn't consider it a come to Jesus moment. Um, I would say it's more, mine is more so of a process because I'm still going through this process. But take it back to year 2020. 2020 was hell for me. Um, I have been going through a lot um, mentally, emotionally, physically. And at that time, I was in school at Grambling. Um, and like I had, I lost myself. I got so low to the point where I started, I won't be transparent, I started to drink a lot. And I even started, you know, indulging in marijuana. And like, it got so bad to the point where I used those things to cope, to take my mind off of the things I was dealing with. And on top of that, I mentioned this in the Afterburner Live last episode that that was around the time I applied for nursing school the first time and I didn't get in. And that kind of made it kind of made it worse. Um, what I was feeling. And I had friends, but I still felt like I was by myself, like I didn't have nobody. Um my mama, my best friend, I used to call her crying all the time because I like it, it was so bad. What I was doing was so bad. Like I just couldn't function. <sighs> my bad, y'all. Take your time, sis. It's okay. I even got to the point where I started having suicidal thoughts. I didn't want to be here no more. I didn't think it was worth it. I had stopped going to church. I had got to a point I just felt like I was stuck. I didn't know what to do. Um, and there were two churches on the entrance and exit of that campus. And I did not take advantage of that at all. Like I didn't even want to go to church. I didn't want to think about God. None of that. Um, I felt God had failed me. And I was like, like, I'm supposed to lean in the pen on you and trust you, have faith in you. But here I am struggling with this and I'm not hearing from you. You're not helping me through this. I'm here. Like, what is the point of serving you if I'm going through hell? Um, so it got so bad. I just like it was during the pandemic. So classes were all online. I just packed up my dorm one day and I said, Mama, I'm coming home. I can't deal with this no more. So I picked up my stuff and I came home. That was right after my birthday in October. November, I got invited to full gospel. It was after, before that, I'm sorry, before that, my aunt passed away. That was a major hit to 
my family. And that was a hard time for me. Um, shortly after that, I got invited to Full Gospel. And I think that's when everything started to change for me. Um, Pastor Ryan, I no, Pastor Ryan did not preach that day. Lois, his sister, preached that day. And the spirit was so heavy in that place that day, she did not even get to finish her message. And the praise and worship team was up singing dwell here. I remember this day vividly. They were singing dwell here. I was not into the service at all. I was just like, I'm here because, you know, I was invited. I'm still at the point where I really don't want to be in church. But um, that song did something to me. And someone came to pray for me, Sister Sam. She came and stopped by me and started praying for me. Um, I was, what's the word? I was fighting it. I didn't want to hear it. I was fighting it. But then Pastor Francois, Jonathan Francois came over and he laid hands on me and he started speaking things into my life. This man don't know me at all. And he started like, He started speaking things in my life that nobody knew. And I'm so grateful. He don't he don't know this, but I am so grateful for him. Because I would say he saved my life that night. He he started speaking things into my life that nobody knew. He started speaking on my family situation because I struggled with forgiveness in my family. Like he told me to just like let go, let God, whatever. And I just felt heavy to the point where I couldn't do nothing but cry and just fall to the floor. And I made the decision to get baptized that night. I got baptized once. I didn't want to get, she like, he, they offered it to me. I didn't want to get baptized. Like I already got baptized once, but I got baptized in titles. They explained to me the difference. And he was like, this is your chance to become new, to let all of that go, uh, start fresh. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go down. And I went down and I've never felt so free and refreshed than I did that night. Well, I started in a baptismal hoop at least five minutes just, just sitting there just like thanking God in my head. Um, And a couple weeks after that, I received the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that was my process. I'm still a work in process, still a work in progress. I'm still going through things. I'm not, I'm not saying that no, I'm it, it all stops. I'm still going through things, but I know what I have to do to get through that. I have to lean and depend on God. I have to constantly pray, read the word, trust. And it seems like I'm getting tested every day. It's like the 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 the, the more I try to go the more I'm getting tried and tested. But I'm going to stop there before I cry. I've been trying to hold it in. But that's basically that's basically my, you know, come to Jesus moment. You know, I'm still, I'm still pressing. I'm still trusting. 
still trying to have have faith. But I'm gonna be all right. Amen. You gonna be all right. Um. So for me, and I sh- I've shared this story like several times, but honestly, like sometimes I really think like I never thought I would have like a come to Jesus moment, especially being a kid who like grew up in the church. Um, I would hear stories from like, you know, people who I've grown up with in the church, how they say, you know, they were out there in the world and they were sinning and they were doing all these things. And, you know, that was their come to Jesus story. Like God saved them in the club or like God saved them on the streets when they was dealing drugs. So like for me, I'm like, well, I'm not experiencing any of those things. So I guess, you know, Jesus found me. I found Jesus. We good. We chilling. Like I never thought that it would be a moment, I guess. And kind of like you guys, like it, it was never like one moment, but I think this is what like really solidified for me that my relationship with God is independent of my parents. And what I mean by that is growing up in the church, especially being a pastor's kid, like you're kind of under um, their covering and, you know, they'll pray for you. They'll train you. They'll teach you like they'll instill certain values in you as you're growing up. Um, Because, you know, the scripture is, Train your child in the way that you should go. When they get older, they will not depart from it. So in following that whole thing, they would, you know, teach us about Christianity and it was our choice and all of those things. And um, for me, I always felt like I was covered under like my parents' prayers or all of those things. So as far as I was concerned, like I'm good. I'm, my parents are pastors. Uh, I'm making it to heaven. Got a one-way ticket, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm I'm good. Um, but I think that my story kind of helped me to realize that, you know, it's not that simple. And it started with, um, our father, uh, spoke into our lives about, um, you know, who her, who his children will be. And basically he, um, stated one of his kids is going to be a lawyer. One of his kids is going to be a doctor. He never told us which one he just said that, um, and I was like, well, okay, I guess it's going to be my life. So I've always kind of like went back and forth between like what I want to be. At one point, I wanted to be a pediatrician. At one point, I wanted to be a veterinarian. At one point, I wanted to be a lawyer. Like I was kind of like all over the place. And I like committed to being a doctor, I think, up until I was getting ready to go to college. So this was like, I think this was actually summer summer after I graduated high school. Cause I was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to, um, I'm going to go to school. And I, I don't even remember which, I think I was like so hell bent on going to um, St. John University, um, specifically because we're from New York, all that stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, that's where I'm going. They have a really good med program over there. That was my thing. And I didn't get in and I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Like I applied to other schools. It, I didn't really think much of it. I'm kind of giving a lot of background, but um, eventually I got to the point where uh, I was like, why am I going to med school? I don't like needles. I don't like blood. I'm not going to give anybody any needles. I'm not going to want to touch blood, like all those things. I was like, I'm not about to be no doctor. So it was summer before I went to college that I realized I need to like 
pick a different school. So I ended up choosing the school that I went to. And I really started going down the path of law. Um, I was majoring in political science until I realized that I didn't have to have a specific major to take the LSAT. So then I switched to psychology, that kind of thing. But it was always my goal to go to law school. Um, now I am graduating from college, took the LSAT, applied to law school. I'm like, I'm gone. It's about to happen. Didn't get a good LSAT score. And I didn't get into any law schools. Now, in my mind, I'm like, somebody lied to me. It was either my dad or Jesus, because according to the story that my dad said, one of his kids is going to be a lawyer, one of his kids is going to be a doctor. So I'm sitting here thinking somebody lied because nothing's happening. And at the time, I um, didn't, uh, I didn't prepare for anything else. So... I didn't take like the GRE that you would take to get into a master's program. I didn't plan on taking any jobs. Like I was pretty much like my goal was to go to law school. So I'm sitting here degree in hand with nothing to do. And at that point I was just like, I think I was just like in a state of shock, but I was also lost because I'm like, this isn't what was in the plans. Like this wasn't in the book. And I remembered having a conversation with my mom. And I don't remember if this was before or after, but it's two things I remembered. I remembered having a conversation with my mom and telling her about like what my plans were in life. And I was sharing, um, you know, me going to law school and um, me opening up my uh, practice and all of those things of when I want to get married and blah, blah, whatever. And then that's when God told me, at what point am I included in those plans? And then the second thing I remember was telling my my dad that I wanted to take a year off of school. And he was like, that's absolutely ridiculous. And that was not even an option. And then it ended up happening anyway because I didn't get in the pool. <laughs> so, that all all of those things was just like you know it it just it it was just everything that was happening it just was like pieces were put being put together and I realized like I kind of like spoke the situation into existence without speaking it into existence because I like I told him I wanted to take a year off because I wanted a mental break but I didn't realize like how much I needed that and honestly like that year kind of similar to you guys' stories like you know that was a year that I was battling with a lot like I was realizing like anxiety issues depression like I was all of those things were like coming um to my head like I never talked about like self-harm moments with anybody but like those were things that were happening even before college like this was back in like middle high school you know all of those things were coming to surface of all the things that I was dealing with and then you know, me getting not getting into law school, I'm just like, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with my life. I'm lost. You promised it to me, God. Like, I'm questioning everything. And long story short, I really spent that entire year, like, really giving myself to God. And that was really when I started developing my own personal relationship with God. That was when I really started taking God seriously. And like, it's, it was literally like back against the wall, nothing left to do but just surrender and that was it for me. That's when, you know, like I, like I said, took that relationship with God seriously. 
Anyway, spent the time going through this year and this year was rough. And I mean rough because I'm not only dealing with the fact that I'm not in school. I'm also dealing with the fact that my dad is like, you need to be doing something with your life. Dad didn't want me to have jobs because he felt like if I started making money, I wouldn't want to go to school. So he was like, you know, take the GRE, uh, go get, do a master's program. Like he was trying to figure out all the solutions for the situation. And I'm just like, I don't even know what direction to move. Like, do you want me to go to law school? Do you want me to go to my master's program? Like, what am I supposed to do? Anyway, ended up retaking the LSAT and I didn't quite get the score that I wanted. But I was like, well, this is what it's going to be. I'm going to have to figure it out because I'm not about to sit home for another year. And at this point, I had made the decision to, um, I told myself I was going to apply to HBCUs because I went to a PWI slash HDI, according to my um, university president, um, which was a historically diverse institution. But um, I went to PWI for undergrad and I wanted the experience because a lot of people talked about going to HBCU and it's beneficial for um, Black people. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll do that. Um, applied to a bunch of HBCUs, but my main two was North Carolina um, Central and um, Florida A&M. Those were the top two that I wanted to go to. Thank God. Um, I get into uh, what'd you say? Thank God you didn't get into fam. You, <laughs> you jumping in my story. Say like, no. Um, I... Um, I did not get into North Carolina. I had applied to five different schools. I and I only remember four of them. I can't remember the fifth one. But I um I did not get into North Carolina first. After that, I was kind of like, okay, God, like what's happening? Like I started to lose a little momentum. I'm like, okay, like I'm giving you everything and you know, it's still not working. Like I started to doubt a little bit. So uh, one day we were at the gym. I'm sorry I'm making this story so long, y'all, but it's a lot. Um, but I went to the, uh, we were at the gym, me and my parents, and I was waiting um, for my dad to finish up, and I got a phone call, and it said like Southern University or whatever. And I was like, where is Southern? I don't even know where Southern University is. Boo. Um, I'm I'm being I'm, I'm being honest. Like I feel bad saying that now, but like at the moment, I'm like, where is Southern University? But I had applied to it, but like honestly. <laughs> I, whatever point is I had applied to it, but I, it wasn't, it was in the back of my head. Like, okay, like whatever. I was picking random HBCUs and Southern was one of them. Um, so I answered the phone call and it was the, um, the chancellor of the school. And he was like, Hey, I saw like your LSAT scores and I saw your resume. Like, you know, you look like a genuine candidate for our university. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I had already applied, but he was like, yeah, I could connect you with like one of the, um, one of the other deans in the school, you know, and you guys could talk, blah, blah, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'll send you my information, whatever. Kind of put it in the back of my head. I wasn't thinking about it. Then I think I got maybe like a week later, I got another rejection letter and I was like, God, I am not staying home another year. Like, I'm going to need you to like, pump the grace. And at the time, at the time, I was applying to jobs and things like that. And even that wasn't working out. Like, I wasn't getting no type of um, job offers or nothing. So I was sitting here like lost. Like, God, what is happening? Um, <laughs> so then, um, 
we were having something. I think we were having a yard sale in my aunt's house. I can't remember what it was, but we were having something in my at my aunt's house, and there was a bunch of people over there. And we had just finished up, so I was like sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden, I got this email, and it said, "You have been um, accepted to Southern University Law Center." When I tell you, I hollered. <laughs> Like I was up, I was running around the house. I was telling everybody, I ran to my aunts, I ran to my cut. Like I was like, I got it in law school, I got it in law school. I was so excited. I called my mom because my mom was there. I was like, Mom, it's happening, it's happening. I'm going to law school, blah, blah. So excited. And then, oh, I missed the part of the story. My bad. So <laughs> I missed the part of the story. So my dad um travels to Haiti a lot because we have a um orphanage out there. Um, so he traveled to Haiti a lot. And um you know, he knew what I was struggling with, blah, blah, blah. But before he left, um, the night before he left, he told me, um, by the time he comes back, I'm going to be in law school. And I was like, okay, I brushed it off. And literally the next day is when I got that email. So I called my dad and I was like, dad, I got in law school. He was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Like, where is it? Um, <laughs> it's in Louisiana. <laughs> that's what my dad was like, wait, <laughs> you sure that's God's plan? Cause my dad is like super overprotective. Ain't nobody gonna take his his baby girl from him. My dad was not about to let me leave the house. So now I got my dad like telling me, "Oh, are you sure that this is God's plan?" And I'm like, "Well, what you mean? Didn't you say I was supposed to go to law school? Like, how are you question the plan now?" So, <laughs> so then um, I got home, and at this point, like I was so excited. Now I'm just like distraught. Like I'm like, "Mom." dad said <laughs> and then she was like well he has a point and then um well not that he has a point she said uh well what about the other schools that you applied to because i still hadn't heard from um florida a&m and i had also applied to the university of baltimore hadn't heard from either of them yet so she was like what are you gonna do if you if the other schools say yes I was like, what is going on? So I went in my room, I locked the door, turned on the lights, and I started praying. I said, God, if it is meant for me to be at this school, I don't want to get accepted to no other college, no other university, no nothing. I don't want no acceptance letters. And literally back to back, both schools said no. So I was like, okay, God. Going to Southern University, going to Louisiana, this is the plan. So now I got my dad like, okay, I guess I got to come back home early because my child's about to leave the house for the first time ever. She's about to leave, move 18 hours away. So my, um, so we got, we had a minute admitted students day in June, um, which was the first time we came. Uh, to Louisiana. So before that, I was kind of doing the research, trying to find like apartments, trying to like doing all the things. And I was like, well, if I'm going to go to uh, Louisiana, like I got to find a church. So I went on Google and like, I kind of looked up where my, where I was staying, like my apartment. And I was kind of like looking around to see churches. And all I saw was a bunch of Baptist church. And I was like, well, close enough. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll go to a Baptist church. Um, but then like, I kind of kept like spreading the little map out a little bit. And then I saw Pentecostal and I was like, Ooh, that's even closer. Cause we grew up apostolic. So I'm like Pentecostal apostolic, basically the same thing. So found full gospel. And I was like, okay, like I'm interested in the church. I went on the website, website looked cool. Pastor looked cool. I was like, okay, this seems like a nice, cool church. 
Um, so there was one Sunday that I ended up not going to my church back home because we were having like a party for my aunt and I was like the event planner running around doing all this to the point where I done cracked my back. So I couldn't get out of bed. So I couldn't go to church that Sunday. So that was the first time I was like, you know what, let me check out this church and I might be going to when I go to uh, Louisiana. So I watched full gospel church service. And I was sitting here like, not me crying on a live stream. Like, I'm not even in the sanctuary and I'm in full tears sitting on my couch in my pajamas, like just crying my eyes out over the service. And I said, that's it. That's home right there. So then I came in June. Everything that, you know, was supposed to happen, like lined up. Apartment was secured. School was secured. Um, everything I needed for school was secured. Um, we ended up staying to um, to meet Pastor Ryan, like all the things like just worked out. And it just really like helped me to see like, honestly, like that whole thing was like, whatever is for you and whatever God has designed for you, like it will be put like perfectly. Like there will be no question of God's plan because the way God set that entire thing up, honestly, it was just like, I had no choice but to be here. I couldn't go anywhere else. I couldn't go to no other school. I knew I was going to law school. Like everything was pushing me here. I found the apartment. I found the church, like even putting me in the area because I didn't have a car. So I'm like, I know I would have to either walk to church or like catch an Uber or something. So I needed something that was nearby. And the fact that full gospel was down the street, like it was so many things. My school was down the street. Like it was lined up for me so perfectly that it was just like, this can't be nothing but God. And that really like helped me solidify my relationship and realize like, God, you got me. Like, like that scripture, that scripture was my whole mantra, like the entire year, like Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, the, not to harm you, to, to give you a hope and expect it. And like all of those things, like God knows what his plans for you are. Like God knows you like the back of his hand. Like he knows everything about you. He knows what you're going through, going to go through before you even go through it, which means God already planned the way out for you. Like all of those things that I learned in that moment, it's just like it, it, as much as some things like affect me, like I really have to talk to myself sometimes because I do get down on myself a lot, but it's like, God knows why, like if it wasn't for what God did when he did it, like I could have ended up like way worse. Like I was, I was in, you know, there was a whole bunch of things that was happening. And I'll talk about that in a later episode, but I could have ended up in a whole different situation still in Baltimore, but really God did what he had to do for a reason and for a specific purpose. And it really did like save me and cause me to really like be on my own and not just be on my own in the sense that like I'm living here in Louisiana by myself, but be on my own as in be independent in the sense that like I was living by myself, but being dependent on only him. Cause all I had was him. I ain't had no family up here. I was by myself. Like I was like, Oh no, nobody like, you know, there's nobody like I could call my family, but if there was an emergency, ain't nobody coming running down the street for me. You know, like I was by myself and that was a hard time for me, but it really taught me that I have nobody else but God. And yeah, that I talked a lot, but that was my whole come to Jesus situation. But yeah, thank you for listening to me, y'all. <laughs> Brandy.
Um, so you said something that kind of made me think. You said the um the Jeremiah scripture for I know the plans I have for you. That kind of made me think um that me coming to full gospel was a part of God's plan. Um, I really feel like if I would have stayed, but go off. Shut up, girl. <laughs> um, I feel like if I could have, if I would have in Grambling, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Mm. Um, because a lot of the things, bro. When I tell y'all, God covered me. Yeah. Because I told y'all I drank, I smoked marijuana, but it could have been times I could have been killed in a car crash. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody could have laced the marijuana I was smoking. Someone could have dropped something into my drink that I was drinking. Like, it's so many what ifs. And I feel like that time of me trying to get in nursing school was not my time. Mm-hmm. So, I like, I feel like that was a part that God was protecting me from something. He was saving me for something. Absolutely. And which is the reason why I just abruptly packed up my dorm like I did and came home. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously God has a plan for my life. He He has a calling on my life. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to seek God to figure that out. What is my purpose and my calling? But um, I really do thank God because he covered me. He sustained me. Um, he didn't let me die in sin. Um, I'm still trying to get my life together. Everybody is a everybody is everybody's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, feel like it's my time now. I do know that because I got accepted into nursing school. Right, exactly. So that, I go ahead. No, I was just saying like that. That part is important. Just knowing that like they always say like delayed, but not denied. You know what I mean? Like, even though, you know, and for me, like similar to you, like I knew that going to law school was like in my life. Like there was no other option for me. So when that didn't happen, I'm like, you know, like I said earlier, somebody lying is either my dad or Jesus, because that's not what this is supposed to be. But at the end of the day, God knew the reason why he didn't allow me to go. And my mom even said that to me before she was like, if I would have gotten into law school and say I left home or whatever after that, she says she wouldn't have felt secure. But the time that I spent, like the dedication that I put in to strengthening my relationship with God really uh, allowed my mom to feel okay with not, for me, leaving the house, not just leaving the house for me going so far away that they're not even easily accessible. Like that really made her feel like she did what she was supposed to do as a mom to like instill values in me and instill, you know, like Christianity in me to really make sure that I can stand on my own and stand in this teaching and stand in this life path that, that I chose for myself and God, you know, gave to me. And, you know, so. All I got to say is God is good. God is great. Yeah. He He's everything. Like and it, it all just, it all like, I knew all of this, but it's like, you know how you have that aha moment? I had that yeah. moment just now. Like, it actually hit me. Like, Brandon, you, you've been knowing this, but yeah. That's how I felt last week. That it just like all pieces, like, oh, there it go. <laughs> oh, man. You had one, some, wanted to add anything, John? Yeah, I was just, my whole 
thought process over these last, I want to say, how old am I now? These last like five years or so has been, God will work things out the way he wants to. When he wants to. For you to be where he needs you to be. Like, because like the same way Joe talked about, you know, being in a place where, you know, she feels stronger and more sure of herself and her faith and all of that stuff. Like, I had to experience that too. And all of, all of the things I dealt with, you know, over the last few years and I'm still dealing with has led me to the point to understand why I had to experience life the way I did. And it's not to say, and, and the funny thing is, it's not to say that every situation is orchestrated by God, but God has a way of leading you through every situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because like, I don't want to say that, you know, God decided for you to indulge in, you know, certain vices or to do certain things. Like, that's not what I'm, that's not, I feel like that would be the wrong, the wrong interpretation. But it's more so that even in those situations that you chose to be in, God's still right there to be like, here you go. You can you can figure it out through here. You can I can still direct you in this way, even if you take in yeah. the long way around. Yeah. Like you that's know? so that's so good. I'm I'm sorry, but it just made me think like I, I always like say, like I feel like all of my situ situations are like almost situations. Mm -hmm. Because it's like um and it it keep I don't like saying that anymore because I feel like it keeps me from sharing my story a lot because it's like I always think to myself, well, it's not as bad as this person. So like maybe it's not relevant to talk about. Mm -hmm. But like what you just said makes sense and it helps me to realize like it's not it it's like you, you I'm not saying that my situation shouldn't be as bad as somebody else, but like God has really kept me from things because maybe I would not have been able to handle all of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was in these situations and I, you know, dealt with a lot, but if it was that bad, I could have been somewhere completely different. Like I could have been like, you know, so broken, so torn, so lost that like, it would have been like 50 times harder for me to recover, you know? Mm -hmm. God knows his kids, man. I kind of feel... Kind of feel bad because I forgot about God back in 2020. Like I was like I was done with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm being 100 transparent. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at the point is like I can't do nothing without him. Yeah, not for you. But I think that's the that's the good thing about. And it kind of ties it back to this whole Easter topic. Jesus came here 
to experience life as a person so that he could understand and then redeem us, you know? So I feel like, not to say that it's okay, but it's okay that you had that moment because ultimately Jesus understood that we would have moments like that. Cause like, cause we've all had, cause I th we've all pretty much expressed moments feeling like we feel like God forgot about us, you know? And even Jesus himself said, Lord, Lord, why have you forsaken me? You know? So I feel like it, it, it comes back to, we were able to come back, you know? Like, yeah, we're not perfect, but nobody is just yet, you know? But it's all steps to get to where we need to be. Agreed. And sometimes it takes longer than it should, or sometimes it takes longer than we think it should. But that's okay, too. Because the important thing is to keep on walking forward. Our timing is not God's timing. So right. whenever it does happen, it happens on time. Yeah. Thanks, sis. That's good. One right here. Because God knows I never thought I would be here. Mm -hmm. Physically or emotionally here. But here we are, you know, and, 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 and to think about it, to think about it like this, our lives happened the way it did so that three of us would be here doing this. And we can help somebody else. You know, like who knows if our lives have been the way we planned it out, would we even know each other? Like, obviously me and Joe would know each other, but like, would we know each other to do this? You know? Yeah, true, true. Look at that. Look at God's line up. <laughs> God know what he be doing. Mm -hmm. We don't that understand it, but he knows what he be doing. That just made me think of the song, Order My Steps. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Just doing a lot of reflecting. Got me thinking. I don't know. I'm just thinking I'm 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 not all the way there. Like I said, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still going through my process. But I just thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Yeah. Like he brought me from a lot. I've dealt with a whole bunch of childhood trauma. I've dealt with depression and anxiety, still, still with have my moments with that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I was using alcohol and marijuana to cope, to hide pain, but wasn't doing anything but making it worse. So yeah, just imagine where I would be if I would have never accepted the invite to come to Full Gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to First Lady Britt, because she's also a part of this story. She, yeah, I love you, First Lady. 
Yeah, we, we keep talking about Pastor Ryan, but Pastor Ryan ain't the only one in there. Shout out to First Lady. We'll talk. There's been a lot of a lot of people that have, you know, really spoken some things. Pastor Ryan, Sister Brittany, Pastor Francois, and even um uh Shalani Fields when she visited. A lot of them have put little little tidbits mm-hmm. in my life. I'll even shout out Mark Moore. He did too. Yes. <laughs> Not he at CCYC and mm-hmm. at Spirit and Truth. Right. Y'all, if y'all haven't experienced the Spirit and Truth service, y'all need to go. Yeah. Y'all. That's an experience. That is an experience. But yeah, he he also, yeah. He spoke some things. What else, y'all? I'm just in here, just like reminiscing. That's why I'm just like. I think we in such a calm mood right now. <laughs> like, because we all came to the realization, like we all been through something. We've been through yeah. hell and high water, but we still here. God never, never left. And having me. similar stories too. Yeah. So, for for those of y'all out there who are listening and may have gone through the, some similar stuff. Or even something different, you know. You're not we alone. All some things, you know. We all have our experiences, but it's okay to have those experiences as long as we're still here to talk about it. That's the real. That's the, that's the real right there. That we're still here to talk about it. Don't stay in it. Like you gotta push yourself through. Like the song says, "Pressure way through." Yeah, you gotta you gotta push through. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. Y'all need to listen to it. <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes it may take you just reaching out. Mm-hmm. Reach out to somebody. Somebody out there is gonna hear you. You know. You know, I was always scared to share my testimony, but it felt good getting this out. Yeah, I've been holding on to this for like a while. Mm-hmm. But oh. yeah. Hopefully like our testimonies will help somebody out there. Like it's a it's a and we can we're definitely going to come back to some of these things because it's it's still hard to talk about certain aspects of my testimony. Mm-hmm. Of course. As the way we grew up, you know, the oppression, that's the devil, you know. Mm-hmm. But and Shout out to a future episode. We're gonna be talking about some things. Um but really trying to make me cry. <laughs> Y'all almost got it out of me tonight, but I'm pretty sure those episodes don't get it out of me. Okay. Absolutely. It is a okay. It's it's cathartic to release those things. Because mm-hmm. if we were meant to hold on to them, then it wouldn't be something we pass through. We would still be in it. You know, but anyway, I think I think we got to the point that we can say good night to the good folks out here on the airwaves. <laughs> I think we, yes, y'all. I think we took up enough of their Good Friday. <laughs> Man, yeah, want to thank thank all y'all for sharing y'all testimonies. You know, um. As always, we appreciate our listeners 
for spending time with us tonight. You know, interact with us. You know, share your stories in the comments or whatever. You know. We got our questions of the week. Just because they're not the question of this week doesn't mean you can't answer it. We are always here to talk to y'all, to talk with y'all, to hear what y'all have to say. You know, answer a question. Send us a question. If you feel like you got something you feel like everybody should weigh in on, send us something we could talk about either on an episode, on the on the on our accounts, in the afterburners. Show up for the afterburners, y'all. Yeah, that's where the real tea at. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Speaking of, we'll see y'all at 8.45 for this afterburner. Yes, sir. This Good Friday afterburner. About to be fun. It's Good Ooh, Friday, yeah. y'all. It's free. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to eat good because it's Good Friday. Yes. Yes. We ain't gonna be gluttonous though. Nope. It ain't gonna be eat our fried fish and be merry in Jesus' name. All right, y'all. That is it for this episode. Happy Easter. Happy Good Friday. As always, thank you all for joining us at the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we are online too. Good night. Good night, y'all.